0: Ryan thinks he can win an argument against me, but little does he know, I can do this all day. Hello, Winter, hello, Webs, and welcome to Close Up. I'm your co-host Joe, and I can't speak.
1: And I'm Siley, you're the co-host Ryan. <laughs> today. The problem with this show, he always speaks first, and I have I can't come up with a comeback fast enough.
0: <laughs> today, Ryan and I are gonna be holding another debate probably going to be a heated one. He usually is. Uh, Today, the topic is which Captain America movie is best. I'm on team First Avenger. I didn't ask what team he's on. I assumed it was obvious, but let's see.
1: (laughs) Well, I had a dumb idea off the top of my head was I could just do the simple thing and go with everybody's pick, or I could do the dumb thing and say that both Winter Soldier and one of my personal favorites, Civil War, or a better Captain America movie. But then I did a quick think, and I was like, hmm, Civil War is not really a Captain America movie. It's Avengers 2.5. So, I will just simply do the argument of that Winter Soldier is a better Captain America movie. We're going
0: to start this debate with a compromise and say that Civil War is the worst Captain America movie, because it's barely a Captain America movie. It is, in fact, Avengers 2.5. And it barely rates as a trilogy because of that personally. barely. Just because it's, yeah, him and Bucky or a through line, whatever. I'm not even like civil War, I have mixed opinions on. I, I love it. It, it's, it goes <laughs> down. it goes down in my rankings every time I watch it. It tries to take on
1: I think, I think just because Captain America you love Captain America so much, and you just wish he had like his own trilogy.
0: I, yeah, I wish there was a little more focus, even if it was – like Iron Man is one of the best parts about that movie, and I'm glad he mm-hmm. had such a big part in it. The battle of ideals is very important, but it lost the focus. Don't call it Captain America. It's the same kind of problem I have with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know, the movie right. where Doctor Strange wasn't really the main character, and they barely explore the multiverse – don't call it Captain America Civil War if it's not really about Captain America. And Civil War is literally just one scene. Okay, two scenes. It's. Yeah. Like the rest of it's about Zemo plotting to break the Avengers up. Anyway, we're going to debate First Avenger versus Winter <laughs> Soldier today. So before getting into any of that, let's zoom into our medium shot. What was your first exposure to the Captain America character?
1: Um, I believe it was probably in one of the Ultimate Alliance games or was one of the, uh, animated movies of the Avengers before the MCU really took off, um, that was when, in that anime movie, it had Ant Man and the Wasp in it from the start. It had a full on Russian <laughs> Black Widow. Nice. Um, I don't know if you would remember it, but they fight the Jachari in that movie as well. Nice. The Hulk is just full on a rage monster. He literally can't be controlled. So I remember, you know, watching that movie, being like, okay. This is who Captain America is. He's the leader. He's he's the guy everybody looks to. He's the Boy Scout. So that was my exposure to who Captain America was.
0: My first time that I remember seeing Captain America in earnest was Ultimate Alliance, specifically mm-hmm. that opening cut scene where I think it's Captain America, Spider-Man, Thor and Wolverine Wolverine. Yeah, yep. is the four of them trying to just wreck the? I think it's the robots on the helicarrier to defend them. That's the first time I remember seeing Captain America. I think I knew who he was before that. He's mm-hmm. just the guy, the with, guy the, with the frisbee, the guy with the shield. <laughs> it's like okay, who's super American and patriotic and square-jawed action hero? Eat your vegetables, that kind of guy. I didn't really have any that That was how I thought of Captain America for most of my childhood, like, he definitely eats his vegetables, yeah I'm like ah this is this is lame I'm a Canadian kid, I don't need this American propaganda in my house. I don't care i i have I want no part of it, but that was yeah that so that was my childhood, but then, I'm getting into our close up now then came Captain America, the first Avenger. And basically overnight turned Captain America into one of my favorite characters in all of entertainment. And first of all, what I'll say is this movie was a big risk right off the hop because phase one Marvel was still unproven. We hadn't, they don't have the rights to any of their good characters. When you and I were growing up, the only characters from Marvel people cared about were the Fantastic Four, the X Men, and
1: Spider Man? Spider Man,
0: that was it. They did make other Marvel movies at the time. You know, they made a Daredevil, Ghost Rider, Elektra. They had a few Hulk properties here and there. A few. But they... <laughs> <laughs> like there was Felt a TV like they show. Came off
1: one every two years. <laughs> yeah, there was stuff.
0: <laughs> but the characters they started the MCU with Hulk. Well, not Hulk, but sorry, Iron Man, Thor. Mm-hmm. Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, the core of the Avengers. They weren't that popular. Like the Avengers were the, like the B, they were the C-list team behind the Fantastic Four and the Mm X-Men. Like they were the heroes that, yeah, Marvel fans knew them. But once again, Captain America, your average audience member just thought of Captain America like I did. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're kind of a corny World War II relic. So the fact that they even made a Captain America movie in their opening slate was, okay, you're taking a risk here. Let's see what you can do with it. And they turned him into a worldwide phenomenon. Winter Soldier, I think, had a pretty easy task right away. It it was the layup. First Avenger was the movie that made us take Steve Rogers seriously. And Winter Soldier just had to not screw it up after that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie ended up good. I'm I'm not here to I'm not here to say Winter Soldier is a bad movie because I don't think it is. I'm not going to s- accuse it of being bad. But I think First Avenger had a harder job and it succeeded more spectacularly at it. Winter Soldier was just OK. You you, you kept it going and you built on it. But.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Um. This is going to be a tough debate for me because I actually really like both movies. So it's going to be no, hard so to be both, like an actual debate.
0: They are both in my top 10 Marvel movies. Yeah.
1: Listen, nothing's going to top our How to Train Your Not How to Train Your Dragon. Fuck's sakes.
0: <laughs> House of the Dragon House debate. House of the Dragon. The Last of Us Part 2 was pretty heated as well.
1: That got heated on my end as as well. But <laughs> <laughs> more. Just because this, I said this the game is going was going to be good. an interesting. What? Anyway, uh, <laughs> and then I played it and I was like, I kind of agree. But anyway, um, but yeah, my exposure when I first saw the first Avenger, I walked out being like, yeah, it's OK. And then years later, when I kind of grew up, kind of grew up when I did grow up I re- and I did a rewatch of everything leading up to Infinity War and uh, Endgame, I was like, yeah, no, this is this is pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. It had its own sense of style to it. It had a great score, in my opinion. Um,
0: Incredible. I was gonna. I'll bring that up later.
1: Yeah, and then after Avengers happened, I hope that they fixed certain things about Captain America, primarily his suit because it looked like ass in the Avengers. I'm sorry, uh, especially the helmet. And then the Winter Soldier happened, and I thought it was probably one of the best. In terms of action in the MCU, the best movie that I had seen in terms of grounded fight scenes. I mean, they had freaking Canadian legend George St. Pierre go toe to toe with Captain America. And back in the day, that was pretty big to be a Canadian and seeing him on the big screen. Um, And just other fights too. There's the little kind of like knife fight he has with the Winter Soldier on the. on the ground. By the way, full spoilers for these movies. that came out over 10 years ago. Um, I like the
0: little knife but, flip he did.
1: Yeah, the knife flip was insane. And I walked into this movie not knowing anything about the Winter Soldier. And that reveal that it was Bucky, to me, blew my fucking mind. I was like, huh? This character yeah. who I barely remember from the first Avenger, who I don't really know that actor, that was insane to me. That was a shocker. Not so much a shocker for the Marvel <laughs> fans, but for me... I was like, damn, that's an insane reveal. And I think The Winter Soldier, just before we get into it, overall I think is a better movie because to me it's a great spy thriller as well Mm -hmm. where there's little bits of what's happening here. There's obviously some shady shit going on in S.H.I.E.L.D. I I mean, it opens with, not opens with, but the part of um, when Act 1 ends is Nick Fury getting shot and presumably killed. So you're like, what the fuck is going on in S.H.I.E.L.D.? But yeah. So let's get into it.
0: <laughs> I'm going to counter you there and say that The Winter Soldier is a great spy thriller, I will say. But that doesn't necessarily make it a better movie. I think Captain America The First Avenger is a really solid World War II movie in the, in the same vein. They're going for completely <clears throat> different genres. Five. Yeah. Winter Soldier is a spy thriller. First Avenger is a World War II movie. Winter Soldier deals with moral greys. First Avengers more black and white. And we can get into the positives and negatives of both sides. I know which one I tend to prefer, but it's... Where, where do you want to jump off from there? I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll bounce off the next <laughs> thing you say.
1: Well, it's so difficult because I actually like both these movies. Um, You know what? I don't know. I I just feel like because I just feel like the first one is formulaic, but it was formulaic when it wasn't formulaic. (laughs) Like -hmm. it it wasn't popular to do those types of formula movies. And it was one of those movies. It was the movie to come out before the Avengers. Yeah, I remember that. So it was like the last main hero to show up. Before uh, everybody gets together and then everyone saw them in that Super Bowl ad and got insanely, whoa, holy shit, they're all together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I think the pacing is a little slow at the start. It takes a while for him to become Captain America. Um, whereas in the Winter Soldier, he just is Captain America from start to finish. Can we say everybody's he's ground doing running? This sh- yeah. Ha ha. He does all this shady i mean there's all this shady shit that's happening around him but he is just fully steve rogers all the way he is that character he's this big you know giant buff dude and like you said he's running past sam wilson um but he's still like cordial with him he still interacts with people very politely he's got the best manners i've ever seen in my life from an american guy from <laughs> world war Two.
0: yeah
1: um and gonna, Winter Soldier introduces a lot of great new characters to show up later on in movies. and um, But yeah, you go ahead. I'm going to
0: counter you there and say that one of the appealing bits of Winter Soldier, like you said, he's, he's already Captain America right from the start. I think the important thing about the first Avenger is that he is also basically Captain America right from the start. Steve Rogers is the kind of guy who will jump on a dummy grenade who he didn't even know it was a dummy grenade. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Tommy Lee Jones whips out the grenade in the middle of the training party and he just, he dives on it. Nobody thinks anything of this scrawny weakling who, the thing about
1: Steve Rogers. I don't like that scene. You don't like that scene? No, because why would you want, why would you want your guy to choose as a candidate be the first one to immediately commit suicide right away? I, I just It just doesn't make sense. It's self-sacrifice. It's character building. To Whatever. Th-
0: <laughs> the thing about First Avenger is that Steve is the only Avenger that I can think of, especially at that time, who was a hero all along. He stands up to bullies, enlists a fight in the army. He's the only Avenger who needed not the reason to be good, but merely the power to exercise his innate goodness. Tony Stark was self-absorbed thor was also self-absorbed also <laughs> self-absorbed <laughs> and, and like way overly cocky uh hulk had all this anxiety and fear of himself his, holding his him back self
1: was absorbing him as he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> so steve,
0: Ro- steve rogers once he became captain america he never changed he was always the same guy and that was the point but now he had the power to be his to live up to his biggest potential which is part of his character arc. And he does get a little cocky in the middle when he's finally getting praise. And, you know, he kind of pisses off Peggy Carter because of that. But the Winter Soldier, he doesn't really grow or change a lot, which is also part of the point of that movie. He's the steadfast ideal, which everyone's got to change around. And I respect that. But I like the character arc more of everybody. I think people, the world, if the point is that the world is supposed to change around him, I think it changes more drastically in the first Avenger when everybody sees him as just this weakling who can't do anything because he's small and has asthma and he's he's not a good soldier. And but that's not the point. One of my favorite scenes is when Erskine describes why he chose Steve. It's like you were saying, like, well, why would you want the guy who's going to commit suicide on the bomb? And Erskine explains the serum was not ready but more important, the men talking about Red Skull. The serum amplifies everything that's inside. So good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen. Because a strong man, who's known power all his life, may lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength, and knows compassion. Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing. That you will stay who you are. Not a perfect soldier, but a good man. And that's the point. Steve Rogers is the guy willing to throw himself on the bomb to save other people.
1: You give Stanley Tucci one scene and he becomes phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's you have the point it that's, again.
0: <laughs> that's the point of Steve Rogers. All the good soldiers ran away, tried to save themselves mm-hmm. to fight another day. Captain America threw himself on the grenade just because it might save other people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's. And that's the point. He's, he's got the, he had the heart of a hero even if he didn't have the, the fortitude to be one at that time. So mm-hmm. that makes you immediately root for this guy. He's just, a, he's just a good man with the power and motivation to help others. So he, he doesn't have the self-destructive tendencies of Tony Stark, the emotional doubts of worthiness, the insecurities like Bruce Banner or any of the other handicaps which hurt the Avengers. I also like that scene later when Red Skull asks him, what makes you so special? And he says, nothing. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. That's it.
1: It's true. It's, It's so weird comparing these two movies because they're so different in terms of not just tone and themes, but just also how they are shot. Where First Avenger, while you're watching it, feels like someone telling a biopic in a weird way. Like it's a very right. sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's sort of, it's kind of, you're watching as if this is what you would think this person is in, the, in its highest regard. Right. Um, whereas winter soldier, it's very grounded in, Hey, this guy is a military guy. He goes on these special, um, ops missions To take out certain bad guys um, in order to protect the United States. And it's very grounded in terms of its action, in terms of its characters. Whereas the first Avengers sort of feels like a dream sequence. I mean, the first time you see him in the full, with the uh, circular shield, he's busting through the doors with his... In slow uh, motion, with the pistol. Yeah, slow motion, with pistol. And doesn't that scene transition into a...
0: Doesn't that scene transition into like a uh, like war? A
1: montage, I think. Of like
0: of war films and it cuts. Yeah. Like, he's back in the theater watching movies of himself.
1: Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very like dreamlike in a way. Yeah. Um. I also love just, I guess it's all the Avengers, but mostly Captain America. He just straight up murders people. <laughs> he's fighting a war, obviously, yeah, he but he's not afraid to just, yeah. yeah, he's not afraid to just bust a cap in a random uh, HYDRA member's head. Um, especially in, I mean, this is why I put Winter Soldier in such high regard. He is brutal in the Winter Soldier. I mean, he drops down onto the boat, lands on a guy, kicks him, throws him to the ground, but that's not enough. He takes the shield off his back and throws it at the dude that's already on the ground, probably destroying the guy's spine. It's just, you're just sitting there going, and everybody's reaction watching it. Every time it's just, oh, my God, just the brutality that this man has against his enemies is insane. Um, but he's also a nice yeah. dude, you know, who wouldn't mind going for a cup of coffee with a nice young lady from time to time. And also, or, but he doesn't have time
0: for <laughs> that nice young lady's niece as the niece yeah. arises.
1: Yeah, that that arc went somewhere. Wink. It did it. Um, <laughs> didn't go anywhere. They left her alone. Because people Um, knew
0: it was weird.
1: You know what? Yeah, you know what? Winter Soldier sets up
0: Sharon Carter as a new love interest for Steve. And mm -hmm. all but kills off Peggy Carter. They make her old, have Alzheimer's. And they're like, oh, you know, Steve has the potential to move on. And then, you know what happens at the end of Endgame? He doubles back around and ends up with Peggy in the end. Because they got his love interest right the first time. Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter is, for my money, the best quote-unquote love interest in the MCU. She is the only one who was cool enough to get her own spinoff show. Just from her one appearance in the first Avenger. That's true. Nobody else was deserving of a spinoff like that. Mm -hmm. And I just got to find my...
1: It's also their chemistry, too. Haley Atwell and Chris Evans is insane.
0: And I, what I like about their relationship is it feels it feels pretty earned because she fell for him first as Steve Rogers, the weakling, not Captain mm. America, the hero. And he, in turn, fell for her because she she was very she was a capable soldier who nobody took seriously because she was a woman in, in the 40s. But he took her seriously and she noticed that it was like, hey, you know, you, you actually you respect me. Even even though I'm a woman and I respect you, even though you're weak, like they they -hmm. saw the good and potential in each other very early on. And even when they reached their peak potential, that just made it even better. But actually, it made it worse for them because then like Steve was doing missions all the time and couldn't really be with her. And he got cocky and pissed her off because like he was flirting with all the girls like, oh, you're you're mm. Captain America. You're you're so hot now, and he's a little bit like, Oh, girls have never been really interested in me before. <laughs> and I love that scene where she <laughs> takes the shield and shoots him. Okay, it works. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it works.
0: She's badass.
1: Yeah. Fun fact but, the uh girl Chris Evans makes out with where Peggy gets jealous of is Natalie Dormer before Game of Thrones. So
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but just think about the ending of Endgame, right? That's one of the only movies to ever make me actually cry. Like, I was a mess at the end of Endgame when he finally got that dance with Peggy. And that was a payoff 10 years coming because it broke my heart at the end of First Avenger when he crashed his plane into the ice and he uh, he had that locket of her and he was talking about, hey, you know, we should get that, uh, we should go dancing sometime, or uh, get, have a date. And she agreed to it and then he went flying into the ice. And then when he woke up, it's like, well, well, Cap, what's wrong. And it wasn't the adjustment in the modern world Mm -hmm. that got him. He he was just looking around, but the first thought on his mind was, Oh, it's I had a date. Peggy was the first thing on his mind when he woke up, even though he was still adjusting to the modern world. He's like, what's this neon lights and craziness. And I'm in New York city in the modern day, but he's like, Oh man, she's probably dead now or, or really old, like, I, I lost my chance to be with the woman I love, and th- that always felt so tragic to me, even when I mm-hmm. was 12, or whenever that movie came out. And just yeah. to see it get actually paid off 10 years later, no MCU love interest has actually got me that invested. Not even Pepper mm-hmm. and Tony. They lasted a no. while, but...
1: And there, I know there's some people that criticize, not criticize, the haters of Captain America's ending... For Endgame, they're like, "Well, it's just this random woman he met back in the '40s. Shouldn't he get over it?" It's like, "Well, you've clearly never been in love, so chill out."
0: And it's not uh, like they were. To- it's not like they were together for a few weeks. I think that movie no. takes place over a while. Yeah, it takes place sure. over like a couple years of the war. I think mm-hmm.
1: there was a montage, so yeah. <laughs> who knows how long that mo- uh, their relationship was together.
0: They worked together closely.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, um. One thing I think Winter Soldier has in its favorite, if we're going to talk about two lead chemistries, is Captain America and Black Widow. I mm-hmm. think it's a very different type of relationship. It's more of a work-husband, work-wife relationship where, yeah, they're both attractive people. They'd be great together, but they're not necessarily attracted to each other. I know in some iterations of the comic books, they do get together, and in some mm-hmm. adaptations, in some animated properties, they get together. But they're just kind of two co-workers who are trying to break down what the hell is going on in their organization. She's keeping secrets from him, which she feels is a huge betrayal because they were in the Avengers together. And they, you know, they're supposed to trust one another. Why does nobody trust Captain America? Probably one of the most morally, you know, great people that's out there. I mean, even Nick Fury had his own secrets. He's done some shady shit. And coming off of the Avengers, where you're shown that S.H.I.E.L.D. is the good guys, the Avengers are the good guys, and then you get into the Winter Soldier, Nick Fury's done some shady shit inside of S.H.I.E.L.D., and there's some shady people within S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Yeah, I mean, why did they attack that boat? It was to make sure that S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets weren't exposed to the world. Um, and that's where I think starts the spy drama, I, that's where the spy drama starts, but that's where it hooks you in immediately. And a lot of superhero properties nowadays are really having trouble hulking audiences right away. Yeah. And I feel the Winter Soldier hooks you into its story a lot faster than the first Avenger does. Yeah. Just in my opinion.
0: All right. Well, in terms of his partnership, his main partner in the movie who he works with, Natasha's great, she has a great chemistry with Steve, but you know who, which partnership of Caps defines him in the entire series? Him and Bucky Barnes. Right from their opening, he's getting his ass beat in the alley. His best buddy, Bucky, basically, his brother, comes up, saves him, enlists in the army with him. They fight together in World War II in the, I think it's the Howling Commandos, or whatever they were called. They, yeah, they have all right. these things together, and then he watches him die before his very eyes, getting thrown off the train. Breaks his heart. We wouldn't give a crap about the Winter Soldier in the Winter Soldier or Civil War. The entire Captain America trilogy is based around the relationship between him and Bucky. That's the partnership that defines Steve's life more than any other. Mm-hmm. And that gets set up in the first Avenger. and in terms of the bad guys in the first Avenger, like it's interesting that S.H.I.E.L.D. is to blame for a lot of it. It speaks to the moral graze of, okay, well, we're not, uh, we're not in World War II anymore, and it's, it's kind of interesting that, oh, well, maybe an American institution is the bad guy now, and he doesn't really know how to deal with that. But I like the simplicity of Hydra. They everyone knows what Nazis are. And everyone knows immediately the consequences of the Nazis if they win. It's like, oh man, we can't let Nazis win. We know how oppressive and 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 brutal they are and they commit genocides and like Nazis are evil. And we know they need to be defeated. It's a it's a very they're oppressors. Captain America is a symbol of freedom, of American patriotism and democracy and All the good things about the world. It's a very classic kind of conflict, which we can all get behind. It's the moral greys alienate people. They cause debate. Like, well, was S.H.I.E.L.D. really the bad guy? What were they they doing? Was Steve Rogers or Nick Fury right to do this or that? Like, no, we can all get on the same page. Hydra's awful, and Captain America's totally in the right here. And Hydra's also a villain interesting enough that they brought them back in Winter Soldier. That big reveal only works because we knew how bad Hydra was in the first place, that they've infiltrated mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. and been influencing them for years, which is not, like, I don't want to say it's entirely true to history, but we talked about in Indiana Jones 5 how it was a thing where Nazi scientists kind of came over and gave up their, uh, the information they knew. Changed their the,
1: names and shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah they still participated in in western democracy mm-hmm. even after the war and so it's kind of a it's kind of playing into that how yeah they were there the whole time influencing and that once again you don't understand that kind of conflict unless it like who cares hydra took over shield oh we care hydra took over shield because we know they're nazis and we saw him fight these people before it feels like a grand return and but even worse this time now, because they're embedded in the institutions. But we got to know the threat in the first place, and the first Avenger establishes all of that. And what I like about HYDRA is that, to borrow a quote from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not, that <laughs> I'm, I'm making a point. <laughs> they're not robots, aliens, or wizards, but human beings. They're grounded in our world's history. Most Marvel things make the mistake of, once again, robots, wizards, aliens. They're fantastical. They, but like when you see Captain America punching a Nazi in the face, you know, that's just like, we know what that is. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can get behind that. It's not, it's not this existential threat. It's, it's tangible. It's it's real and it has consequences that the real world has seen. Winter Soldier is more like okay, they're infiltrating this clandestine spy agency, which the greater world at large doesn't really know anything about anyway. I can't relate to spies. Maybe we like my grandmother was a uh, was in the military in World War Two. Like she was she was part of that uh conflict. Some of us have relatives that fought Nazis. It's like this was, this
1: is stu- as you do, as you did back in the day. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was like, we can, we can get behind this threat more, even though the other one's more mentally provoking. This one is like, yeah, this is, this is just a version of history.
1: So, yeah, it's, uh, it's so interesting because the reason I'm having trouble comparing, contrasting and comparing because first Avenger is so stylized to me. It's very stylized because it's trying to, it's it's making a world war 2 movie but adding some style into it where it's showing the epicness of these characters in it and these heroes in it whereas in yeah. the winter soldier it is very grounded it's grounded in modern day politics modern day action modern day military especially when um nick fury and captain america are having that conversation in the hanger and they see the helicopter for the first time and captain America is This isn't freedom. This is fear. You know, you can't control the world by fear. And Nick fear is like, well, we have to be the ones to build it first or someone else will. And that's very true to a lot of shit that's happened in modern day. So yeah, it's very tough for me to compare these two movies and to go on your point, which is so tough to beat where it's like, well, they had to build off this. Yes, I get that. It's an unbeatable point. However, comma, slash, what they do build off of it, I think adds... Where am I going with this? I think (laughs) what they used to build off of that and add into the Winter Soldier storyline made it so interesting and was so shocking at the time that... It makes it better, which is a weird way of saying it. Like the entire thing of the first movie was basically Shield Prime versus Hydra Prime. Yeah. And then you cut to what 80 years? Not even, probably a bit less. It's like 70 years. Around that time, time. you cut to modern day where you find out Hydra's infiltrated Shield over time. That twist with freaking Matrix Toby Jones. In the old-ass computer, and it's Black Widow there and Captain America this entire time, you're like, holy shit, why are the good guys evil, or this is why they're evil? I mean, the elevator scene, that elevator scene in The Winter Soldier was so iconic, they had to do a reference to it in Endgame, where he's fighting the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and you're just kind of, you're just baffled. By what the hell is going on? How can the good guys be bad? Only because the bad guys infiltrated the good guys throughout the years. Did that happen in real life? I don't know. We can't say. (laughs) We can't say. That scene in the
0: elevator also referenced, in Endgame, also referenced that super controversial comic where Captain America said, Hail Hydra. But they did it in the
1: best way possible. Best way possible. So good. Mm -hmm. I love that scene. I remember when that comic came out. I remember Chris Evans said something like, I'm really disappointed. Like he said Chris something Evans, like this is not Captain America.
0: I believe Chris Evans, if I recall, had an Instagram video where he ripped the comic in half. Just, <laughs> as just a statement. full muscled out. And if I were... The, the problem with that is, well, A, people didn't read the story. They didn't know where it was going. They just had a knee-jerk mm-hmm. reaction. Second problem, the knee-jerk reaction was also kind of right. Because... Yeah. Jack, I don't Spoilers, know. Spoilers. He was a yeah.
1: sleeper agent. So yeah. it's not
0: really. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure about Joe Simon, but I know Jack Kirby was Jewish. Captain America's creator was Jewish. So to have him say, hail Hydra and ally himself with the Nazis. A lot of people said, eh, that just felt like disrespect to Captain America's creators. Oof. Mm-hmm. Just like, doesn't matter where the story goes. The just amount the fact of memes that, you have that.
1: that came out of that image alone were hilarious where people were adding in a different superhero and then just putting in a line that was like the opposite to them. Yeah. It's just, just hilarious. I can't even think of ones off the top of my head, but they maybe were so funny. Like, maybe you'd have
0: like, maybe a Batman be like, I love anarchy.
1: S- ah, something like that. Or let's or put a just, smile uh, When did on that comic come out?
0: Uh, I was like, was it tw- 2017, 2018? Yeah.
1: I remember when it came out, just that image was posted everywhere. Yeah. Nobody, it was so controversial that it left, like, comic book news and it became, it was was on national, like, (laughs) it was on, like, mainstream media. I guess nothing much happened in 2017. No. I'm thinking about it. No, nothing really. (laughs) Nothing insane I'm thinking about. Not that bad. I bet there's some insane historical event that happened in 2017 that I'm going to get called out on. Anyway. I don't remember much personally, but. So to your point. Hype. About anyway,
0: Captain America the First Avenger being more stylized versus timely. I think that it makes it more timeless, its it stylization. I think of the color grading in particular and that beautiful golden tint that it's got as opposed to the Winter Soldier's boring steel blue look. It's dreary. It's... Ugh. It's like concrete gray and steel blue. I and I hate it even worse in the in the Civil War.
1: It's a, it's not that bad. In Civil I hate War. those
0: color choices. Captain America: The First Avenger pops. It's got this golden tint, which I find perfect for a golden age hero. You give it the golden tint, and I think the gold works because it subtly makes us nostalgic for a bygone era where the lines between good and evil were a lot simpler. It gives the movie a sort of romanticized feel, uh, like an old classic adventure movie. And because it's set in this era, we understand because it's a period piece. I never was alive during World War II. But it's like, you know what, uh, this is a movie that anybody can enjoy. Whereas The Winter Soldier is very much rooted in modern politics and our fears of surveillance technology. I feel like it's going to date itself and already has dated itself more. You're going to look back and be like, yeah, this was a product of people's fears at the time. First Avenger is pretty much always going to hold up for what it is.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I'm not going to touch on the color grading. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because, yes, I will concede that color grading is one of the Russo brothers' weakness yeah. in terms of they just like simple anyway um, <sighs> it's funny because I haven't seen either of these movies in a long time but I've seen them enough where it's like I know about them
0: that's why I wanted to do this one because I'm like yeah we, we, I know these movies inside and we know out. I, I've yeah, seen them too them. many times
1: but that just that that reveal that mwah, reveal of who is the Winter Soldier? And that whole... It's, so, it, it's a spy thriller. and try to figure out what the fuck's going on with Hydra's yeah. shield. But you're also trying to figure out who's this Winter Soldier who straight up just murders Nick Fury. Or who mm-hmm. you think mur- murders Nick Fury. And then later on it's revealed, no, it's fake. Which is like, holy shit, they just killed off Samuel L. Jackson. Um, and they've done that like five times since. <laughs> uh, and then just whole mystery with the Winter Soldier. And as the, a guy who didn't know much about the comics... I was shocked when it was Bucky Barnes. Probably the last thing to me, besides Infinity War and Endgame, that wasn't spoiled through media, like social media, just of like who, whose identity this person was, and just the brutality of the Winter Soldier. Whereas the new MCU villains, they tried, they say they're brutal, but they're not that brutal. I mean, the most brutal person I can think of. Recently is the guy from Secret Invasion where he actually does straight up murder people. Gravic, Yeah, but the Winter Soldier is the first one that I can remember from early on who was just brutal from the start. Yes, he was a sleeper agent for HYDRA. Um, The star-studded cast, again, I mean. Sebastian Stan. Again, Chris Evans. You got... And you got new people, you got, you got Sam Wilson with Anthony Mackie, you got Robert Redford coming in, the Hollywood legend, mm-hmm. uh, as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., but then he turns out, no, he's one of the heads of HYDRA. You get that guy who hated on Tony in Iron Man 2, he shows up here, he's a member of HYDRA, holy shit, everything's connecting. You get that random dude that Black Widow, like, kicked over the edge, she he name drops Stephen Strange for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah I remember that. Just all these yeah. little little bits of pieces of after the Avengers movies, where do you go from here? And the Winter Soldier was one of those movies that actually helped build this franchise better. It just just made it like oh this this could go on for a few more years.
0: I don't know about Robert Redford was the one who kind of played the premise. But, and Winter Soldier is a better villain than Red Skull, because he's, he's got more of that complex dynamic. But the problem with Winter Soldier, as a character, is that, I think that plot line kind of, it derails the main point of the Winter Soldier, funny enough. Because to me, the, the point of Winter Soldier was about the fear of the technologies and surveillance And is our government oppressive now? Captain America fought the Nazis. He fought bad people so that America could have freedom. And now, like he said, modern America is more like this isn't freedom. This is fear. You're just keeping people in line. This isn't what I fought for. That's the main point of Winter Soldier. But the actual Winter Soldier himself doesn't really tie into any of those themes. He's just a brainwashed assassin who's a relic, he's, he's kind of doing the same man-out-of-time thing as Steve Rogers, but they don't really explore that. He's just a tool used by the bad guys until he isn't, and then he gets his memory back. Like It's an important emotional tie-in for Steve, and it's, it's a good story, but it muddies the themes of, of that movie. Whereas the first Avenger, the villains are a little bit weaker, but also the point is still very clear. It all goes down to Erskine's speech about what the serum is. It makes good better. It makes bad worse. Steve was a, a scrawny guy with a good heart who became better. And Red Skull was an oppressive asshole who <laughs> became worse thanks to it. And the, the lesson is pretty clear. Like what's in you is at your core will only amplify, and some people are meant to be better, some are meant to just get worse, but the fact that you start off physically weaker, that's not the determiner, and that, that's the, that's like, it's very clear what the first Avengers about. Winter Soldier, a little less so. There's too many things pulling it away from the main point,
1: well, so that's why you got you got to turn on your big boy brain. You got to turn your big boy brain and use use your thinker. All these little 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 plots here and there doesn't make it
0: worse. No, I'm just saying they're there. Like they, they're they're good plot points, but it's just from a from a storytelling perspective, they kind of okay. What is this movie about? You go up to somebody and say, "What's the first Avenger about?" You're gonna get a simpler, quicker answer than "What's the Winter Soldier about," and I think that's important just for any art. You need to be able to f- find, why am I watching this? What am I supposed to take away from this? And the Winter Soldier's got a lot of good ideas, but they don't come together as seamlessly as the first Avenger, I think.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I don't, I don't know, know how it. to combat that.
0: <laughs> you say the Winter Soldier is cool, and he is.
1: He's got a cool mat. His arm design is cool.
0: I'm also going to combat your point about the, the Winter Soldier setting up all these plot points for the MCU. It didn't really end up doing a whole lot more with them. Bucky showed up in Civil War. That continued
1: that story. It's and not the Winter Soldier's fault. It's I know. like he, the Force Awakens argument. It continued that story. the predecessor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the Hydra reveal basically went nowhere outside of that movie. It kind of messed up. It kind of took out S.H.I.E.L.D. just as a, as a group. You never really saw them again, but it didn't really play out anymore. You never saw like Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents hunting each other. You never saw this spy war that was brewing. Those consequences weren't really fleshed out later. But I look at the first Avenger, and to me, scene one of the first Avenger, Red Skull finds an Infinity Gem. It's the first stone of the series, and you see with that Infinity Stone... What does this thing do? It fuels his technology. It's a very powerful artifact. You see what can be done with an artifact like this in the wrong hands. And Howard Stark gets it in the end. And that sets up the rest of Phase 2 and 3, basically, leading right into the Avengers and going all the way up to Infinity War and Endgame. It set up the freaking Infinity Stones. It, It set up the whole Infinity Saga, really. I mean, Iron Man and Thor and Hulk, they were the first characters. But Captain America, the first Avengers, what set up the whole story going forward, really, and set up the stakes
1: for it right away. I hear what you're saying, but that's kind of unfair for, you know, just to... Like, to to me, it's again, it's like The Force Awakens. They did their best to set up something. It's not their fault that movies after them didn't take from their plot points as well. I mean, it is true. They didn't really do the Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. thing kind of at all until, like, Nick Fury comes back at the end of Age of Ultron. But even then, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not really a thing. It's more so S.W.O.R.D., I think, at that point. But it's not really stated.
0: S.W.O.R.D. is still okay, I think. They're just the space branch.
1: Right, yeah. It's shield was yeah, like Shield, shield still is domestic never is fully and, come back. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like Shield is the domestic Shield for defense, mm-hmm. and Sword is like we're going out into space and you know not gonna get attacked first. Where, yeah. Sword and, and I feel
1: like <laughs> Pernam wants to say that the Tesseract. Nobody knew for fucking sure that that was a space stone. Like nobody,
0: <laughs> yeah. they were
1: just like, here's this cool little gem thing. And they're like, hey, what if this was an infinity stone? But, you know, yeah. they did what they did in Age of Ultron. So to make it, hey, this is an infinity stone now.
0: I also don't know if they had it in mind where Red Skull went when he got sucked into that stone. Because I always Dude. wondered about that. I'm like, what?
1: I thought he just what died. <laughs> well, I, I
0: assume that, but I'm like, What?
1: happen to him exactly what an absolute shocker when he shows up in infinity war you're like huh and you're also like that's not hugo weaving that's a yeah. impersonator
0: hugo Weaving's so good though
1: mm-hmm. he is he's very good at playing sort of the over the top but also complex villain at the same time he does over top s- and subtlety very well
0: and red not skull, to say that
1: red skull is over the top but he's he's got his He is his a dark little moments. over
0: the He is a little over the top. And I will admit he's a one dimensional villain, comparatively. But that's also mm-hmm. kind of the point of the first Avenger. This is Stylist. golden age This is golden age heroism. It's very clear black and white morality. The bad guy is very clearly irredeemably bad. The good guy is very clearly just an awesome mm-hmm. person and it's like good and evil are very obvious. And the red skull was never meant to be more than uh, a threat. That's just we like, well, like I said before, we know what Nazis are and he's basically just there to showcase what does the infinity stones look like in a, in the wrong hands.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, what is someone even worse than red skull with bigger vision? Got one of these. That'd be <laughs> nuts is I think the the main function of him. But he's serviceable in that. Movie. Who you
1: have in mind, Joe? A big purple man, perhaps?
0: <laughs> Malekith.
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh god, he did get an Infinity Stone, which was Infinity Mist at the time. It doesn't. Uh, yeah. I know. yeah. I think the thing that ties me back to the Winter Soldier immediately is just the action. I it, and I know it's they're different styles, but the grounded action in. The Winter Soldier puts it high above in my MCU list because it's not just Captain America throwing the shield around a bunch of time. It's also him doing a lot of hand-to-hand combat, not just with uh, predominantly with The Winter Soldier and that one scene with George St. Pierre, but also just with other goons. He's using the shield as hand-to-hand combat as well. So is Black Widow. The gunfights in it are well-grounded. You can tell everything that's going on. And that end fight between him and Bucky is not only filmed just excellent, but it's also such a high emotional stakes for both of them. It's Bucky, he's starting to learn, he's starting to remember who Captain America is. He's starting to remember Steve Rogers. He gets a little bit brainwashed to kind of do the reset, but there's still a part of him that's itching to fight, but he can't fight his oppressors because it's going against his programming and when he is just beating the absolute shit out of Steve Rogers and his face is getting all swollen because he's using the metal arm to kick the shit out of him. And yeah. then there's just that pause of like, do I end it here? And Steve Rogers is like, I'm with you to the end of the line. And then there's it's the flashback and they all fall into the water. It's just this insane Not insane, but it's just this such an emotional ending for in terms of character where in the first Avenger, it's just this very stylized, the hero saves the day and does sacrifice himself. But you know, he's not gonna, there's an Avengers movie coming out. You know, he'll be fine. It's a still, it's
0: for me, it's still the most tragic ending of the whole MCU. I never felt that strongly about, oh yeah, Winter Soldier was nice. Like, oh, he got through to Bucky, but him not getting that date with Peggy after all that and like. In everyone's, for all intents and purposes, it was a sacrifice. Steve Rogers mm-hmm. was dead and buried for 80 years before he came back. Captain America mm-hmm. died saving New York from that bomb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just so happened to come back, but when he went down, he fully expected to die. By the way, going back to the grenade, I just thought of this, but that was foreshadowing. He, was the, he threw himself on the bomb to yeah. save the day.
1: Couldn't he have, like, called a pilot, though? And just, <laughs> and that's a joke. That's a joke critique because then a movie wouldn't be movie. But everyone's just like, couldn't you have just like called someone album lamb the fucking plane? It's but always couldn't. It's always couldn't
0: <laughs> you have when
1: you analyze it. Why didn't it? the Eagles take Frodo to the Mountain Dew?
0: Anyway. Look, I don't, I don't think the serum enhanced Steve Rogers intelligence. Okay. He is what he is.
1: <laughs> He's like a, like a barbarian, but with like a little bit less intelligence.
0: He's got high strength, decent intelligence,
1: high charisma, high charisma, very high, for sure. Dexterity through the roof. He's—I think he's broken the <laughs> strength the and dexterity
0: is very high. Yeah, <laughs> wisdom—he's got high wisdom too. Intelligence mm-hmm. a, li- a little less. But random—I
1: uh, don't know. Can we just all agree that the best interaction between him and Iron Man is in Age of Ultron, where they're cutting wood? <laughs> yeah I like that bit it's, that's this, he rips the wood he's like don't take from my pile it's the great joke it's just like <laughs> it's like two brothers like just jawing at each other anyway
0: it's sowing the seeds for Civil War
1: yeah you say the best relationship is Peggy and Chris and Captain America no it's Captain America and Iron Man
0: <laughs> they're pretty good too <laughs> but that's Civil War and we're not defending that movie today
1: <laughs> I will defend it one day <laughs>
0: We'll, we'll talk, whoever, win, whoever the comments decide wins this one, we'll, we'll do a, a, another debate. We'll do it's either First you. Avenger or Winter Soldier <laughs> versus Civil War. Whoever wins, we'll take the opposite side.
1: You always sound so much smarter than me in these debates, but I'm just like, eh, whatever.
0: It's because you're going more off the cuff. I have notes.
1: <laughs> and you're very passionate about the First Avenger, too. First it's, so, it's again, it's like, it's whatever you prefer, right? Do you prefer the stylized origin story? Someone get their dog out of control. Stylized version of this superhero. Or do you prefer the more grounded spy thriller of this certain superhero? It's so yeah. weird. And people like, how are they two different? Like, how are they that different? Well, They're completely different. one is by Joe Johnson and one's by the Russo brothers. Two very different directors. So,
0: that's true. I think it comes down to taste because to me, I find it. I find that a lot of people who love the first Avenger aren't as big a fan of the Russo movies. They say, mm-hmm. oh, wow, first Avenger got me into Captain America, and I never felt like the emotional highs were there again. The style, the stylized part of it, it got too grounded, too brooding for its own good. Didn't. Um, it lost the sense of fun and adventure that the first one had. And then the Russo fans tend to be more like, Oh well, grounded morally grounded Captain America in a morally complex world is more interesting. He's gotta be the steadfast idealist in a world that doesn't really accept him, uh, like this golden age heroism. And he it challenges him a little bit more, we'll say, and the and the grounding is like, oh well, this cheesy 1940s superhero in, in red and blue spandex. We don't have that. This is, this is gritty hand-to-hand combat and gunplay and assassinations. <clears throat> it's, like, it's, it's more real in a way. And that's, so I get it. It's just funny to me how fans of one style aren't really usually fan, like You're not a Captain America fan. I feel like most Captain America fans do not like the whole trilogy, but they tend to like one side more than the other. You're either a first Avenger fan or a civil war winner soldier fan. Mm -hmm. Not usually. You don't usually love all three.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair though, uh, whatever iteration Captain America, uh, Chris Evans version is in his character doesn't deviate from who he is ever. No, he's always the golden age hero. He's always the, you know, um, boy scout he's always the guy who's morally right and everything even in silver war where people who say technically he's in the wrong because he's going against government's decisions even though morally the government's decision to ban these people's right to choose whatever they want to do from his 1940s brain is wrong you know he's true to his character in every iteration of the even when even when he, you know, he starts to swear in Endgame, he's still he's still Captain America, the one everybody knows and loves. He's changed um, a little bit, but he's still the same guy. Yeah, I mean, he's fed up. I, I even I love the part in Infinity War where um, he's talking to uh, General Ross through the hologram. Yeah, and he's talking, and he and he says, "I'm done begging for forgiveness, and I'm done asking for permission." It's like we're here to fight and if we have to we'll fight you too. And he just has and he's the way he says it, yeah, he's just done with the government, but he still says it in weirdly respectable way. Like, you, yep. you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> it's like I'm still yeah. I will fuck you up like in the most <laughs> respectful way he could ever he like, could military chain
0: military chain of command all due respect, but I'm mm-hmm. not military anymore. So
1: Yeah. I think he still calls him general. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because yeah, he's a military guy. Yeah. Also, you rest is peace a... to that actor, General Ross, as well, who died, I think, in 2020.
0: Yeah, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I think they recast Harrison Ford with him, who hasn't shown yes, up they in, did. in the movies yet. Mm-hmm. As General Ross, which, all right, we'll see how that eh. goes. In the
1: brave so, new world.
0: Yay. Hey. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about First Avenger, which I did... Mentioned pretty close up top. This is the movie that made me take Captain America seriously.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I think it did a brilliant thing with the way it handled propaganda. Because Captain America was literal propaganda from World War II. Issue number one of Captain America was a star spangled man punching Adolf Hitler in the jaw.
1: That was like one of his first covers, wasn't it?
0: That was the first cover. Yeah. Number one. So it's like, OK, this guy was clearly created mostly just to sell war bonds and get people enlisted. And, you know, we're we're high. Captain America in real life is the equivalent to Steve Rogers watching those war films.
1: That scene, because I was a dumb kid watching this, tricked me when like Hitler was sneaking behind him. and was going to yeah. shoot him. was like, oh, no, it's a. <laughs> Nazi spy about to kill him as like, Oh, it's a stage oh, I performance.
0: See. I think that was partially the point. It makes you, yeah,
1: it makes yeah. you think like a little bit. So oh.
0: what I think was interesting was the first act of this movie plays with propaganda. Steve Rogers is introduced to watching a propaganda film and enlisting in the army because of it. Uh, propaganda like in real life, it drove a lot of, a lot of men and women to join the army, fight the Nazis to fight the good fight. And Steve Rogers is a part of that. So it's funny that in real life, Captain America was a propaganda machine that got people to enlist. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, he's influenced by propaganda to enlist. So it grounds him in reality. Steve Rogers isn't just this propaganda symbol. He's a a guy who can be influenced as well. So it's like, oh, well, we're not seeing Captain America, the square-jawed hero. We're seeing Steve Rogers, the man who's influenced. And he's he's fighting because he believes this is because this is right, and he's just an everyman who wants to stand up to bullies. But then, what I think is interesting is that the movie makes him become propaganda. It, we have that USO show montage of him in the cheesiest red blue suit, like red white and blue suit, with the wings, punching, with the wings, punching Adolf Hitler every night, giving inspiring speeches, selling war bonds. This is the most brilliant part of The First Avenger to me is they gave us the Captain America movie we all feared the Captain America movie would be in this USO show montage the movie's making fun of our perceptions of Captain America the character but the best part about it is that Steve Rogers feels the same way he's like I know I could be doing something better I don't want to just be propaganda I want to act I'm a, I'm a guy who wants to make an actual difference. And the audience by this point, having seen a humanized Steve, we we don't see him as just propaganda anymore. We're like, yeah, this is wasting his potential. He could be doing actual good. We take him, the movie made us take him seriously before they even got to the the red, white, and blue costume and the action. So when he actually became Captain America, it felt rewarding and not cheesy and lame like it so easily could have been. Mm -hmm. And... And then he goes and his first action as Captain America is to disobey orders and get the soldiers home and save Bucky. And that's also a bold choice. Like, Captain America, this is the guy who'd be like, follow the law and respect (laughs) Mm -hmm. your elders and stuff. And he's like, no, he just disobeys Tommy Lee Jones and disobeys orders. We're like, oh, Cap's actually kind of a rebel. He follows... He's cool cuz he follows his moral code instead of the law of the land.
1: Yeah. He'll
0: like he'll go against even his bosses if if they're not doing what's right.
1: He disobeys orders and then he's immediately promoted to captain. It's a fake. Well, he's got superpowers, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. Just, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the design of his final uniform in The First Avenger. Yeah. How it's more uh Military. Sort of the style of military uh, military around that time, and the helmet itself, where it's like an actual helmet. Yeah, was that influenced by like a recent comment or a comic, or was that that just helped influence the redesign of Captain America since then? Because he doesn't really have much of like the wings popping out anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm not familiar with all comic versions of the suit, but I feel like mm-hmm. that that version was created for the movie to ground it. They did the right. cheesy costume with the wings and mm. they tried to do it again in the it Avengers. It looked so dumb. <laughs> and it looked so dumb. They had to go to that more grounded look again. And another, well, I'll take another pot shot against the Winter Soldier and say that the suit was so cool they brought it back in the Winter Soldier once he went on the run. I know.
1: But they had they had to bring it back because his like stealth suit got blown up, okay? So he needed a new saying, suit. Brought, he wasn't gonna the wear the suit suit back Avengers back. one. I I, know. Should,
0: I I don't know if I can see it out loud to you though. That the action was better in Winter Soldier. I did, I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna deny that one. It's it's the I know, like I,
1: that moment where he steps over the hill and he's wearing the suit from First Avenger, and you hear the theme from First Avenger. You're like, oh fuck, it's so good. It's a it's love, a great moment.
0: I love the music too. First mm-hmm. Avenger is just the word I it's describe epic. it is rousing. Like mm-hmm. the music pumps me up. It's like a war anthem. You're, you're getting ready to march into battle and you're like, hell yeah, patriotism. Mm-hmm. And it's like I was like, I'm a Canadian, but it's like, yeah, American patriotism, punch Hitler in the jaw. Like, it's that kind of movie. It just gets you hyped. Yeah. Winter Soldier just makes me anxious. <laughs> it's, Are you it's in Hydra? yeah it's a very different kind of mood but uh this is also one of those ones that brings me back to that child sense of wonder about superheroes it's like yeah this guy who's larger than life personality with these really black and white morality stands up against clear evildoers and saves the day with a bit of self-sacrifice for good measure is Mm. the childlike idea of superheroes it's the timeless version of superheroes it's what i grew up on what got me to like them in the first place and when i watch first avenger i'm brought back to that kind of headspace y- yeah winter Soldier's more complicated it's for you know it's for adults kids aren't gonna get it as much but i also think it's like it fell victim to that trend in the early 2010s of nolan's fault basically, after he made Batman Grounded. Like, hey, let's bring superheroes into a grounded reality. Whereas the first Avenger was like, it's hey, it's a, super, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> it's a heightened reality. Let's still have, uh, have a little bit of fun with it, you know? And mm. it still feels like a classic superhero adventure. I, I respect Winter Soldier's deviations. It's, it's a great movie. And I'll, I'll be honest, I think it's generally speaking, a a better movie. But it's not my favorite. Yeah. It's It's not the one I return to. First Avenger is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie of all time, 12 years running. It was when I first saw it, and it still is today. It's not the best Marvel movie ever made, but it's my favorite.
1: First Avenger is the stylized Captain America version that is treated with respect, that you could tell was made by fans for fans is that's the film you would want to see and then winter soldier is basically okay how to how do we take that same character ground him a little bit but also bring him into the modern day politics how do we bring him into that
0: which is interesting on paper Mm -hmm. it's very cool
1: yeah it's very tough comparing these two movies because they're so thematically different. they're so different. Or it would be it'd be way easier to compare Iron, the Iron Man trilogy because they're almost <laughs> like all of them are basically the same, except the it's third not, one's a little different. We can't do it, a
0: debate. We can't do a debate on the Iron Man trilogy because only one is good. Sorry. Yeah, two and three aren't. Good.
1: I, I I'm an Iron Man two defender, but like in terms of greatness, it's Iron Man one all the way.
0: No, I'll say Iron Man 2, it's not good, but it entertains me. Iron Man Three, I think, yeah. is a better made movie, but it bores me. So mm-hmm. and that's worse.
1: And there's like three different Mandarin like twists. It's ridiculous. Yeah. As an Iron Man fan, people were pissed about the Mandarin fake outs. They did he's better. So cool Shang- in the comic.
0: They did it okay in Shang Chi at least. Yeah. Oh, here's the actual oh. Mandarin, and he's good.
1: So. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see the fucking The Rings, man, anyway. Because I think I watched I watched an animated movie of Iron Man, and it had, like, the ring, whatever. We're not talking about Iron Man. We're yeah. talking about Mr. Captain America. Mr. Sir yeah. Captain America. <laughs> he's been knighted, even though he's American. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much more I can say. Except that fight with George St. Pierre was really good. I can't, I can't, like, <laughs> I don't know how much of that fight Chris Evans did, but if he did most of it, I'm really impressed.
0: If he even did some of it, that's all right. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, oh, no, I'm thinking of Captain, Amer- I'm thinking of Civil War. Someone, did, like, I think Black Panther did, like, a triple kick onto, like, <laughs> Captain America's shield. But I think George St. Pierre did, like, a couple, no, no, he put the shield away. It's like I thought you were more than shield. It's like oh here we go. Here's the here's the bros fighting each other. Yeah.
0: Good scene. Good introduction.
1: Mhm. And then hit- oh no, and then they wasted George Saint Pierre and Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon and Falcon the, Winter, and the Soldier. Winter Soldier. They brought him back just to fucking Did he die? I think so. I can't remember. Oh, that's stupid.
0: That whole show is dumb. Dumb. Ruin the Some legacy? good moments but
1: dumb. No,
0: I don't want to say ruined it, but it's, I don't mind Captain, I don't mind Falcon as Captain America in principle. I just didn't like the show. Mm-hmm. Brave Lucky New World, it. Brave New World might be good. I don't even know if I'll watch it. I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat as the Marvels. I don't care enough anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: doesn't, like, I'll have to see marketing for it. At this point with Marvel, I'm basically or just... old
1: man Steve shows up? <laughs>
0: well, then they'd better put it in the trailer and spoil me because I'm probably not seeing it otherwise. It's the same reason I wouldn't have watched She-Hulk unless I saw Daredevil in it. Like That was the only reason I watched that show. At this point with Marvel, I I don't want to see stuff just because I'm brand loyal. They got to sell me like everybody else. Mm -hmm. If I see something I like in the marketing, I'll go. If not, probably better I pass.
1: What if. Hold on. What if at the start of Brave New World, you just see a chair and then you see Captain America sit down like he did at the end of Mm. Homecoming? So, you thought you were going to see something great. (laughs) It's just that whole speech.
0: That's one of my favorite Captain America moments in the MCU. Let's talk about patience. (laughs) Sometimes you want something. And it's not worth the wait. Mm-hmm. How many more of these?
1: <laughs> one of the first I think one of the first like end credit scenes where it's like, yeah, we've run out of things to promote. So we're just gonna say, hey, you wasted your time as a joke.
0: <laughs> that was so good though. <laughs> it you wasted so the whole funny. the whole after and I I've seen a lot of post credit waste scenes. Mm-hmm. Basically every like Everyone that counts as a mid credit scene now, and every one yeah. after the fact is usually just some stupid joke. That was one of the first ones that did it, and it's still, for my money, the best one in Marvel. Yeah. Cause it was actually I just a love joke when, about like about Peters
1: in detention. it was like, so you got detention. You screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like of course the government would make him do fucking from <laughs> school promotions oh.
0: and uh after Civil uh, wasn't it in Civil War like isn't that guy a war criminal oh yeah isn't he yeah isn't he war-
1: <laughs> yeah so you watch this video he's technically a war criminal but the government has is an issue it's Hannibal Burrs too I think too oh my god
0: I think Chris Evans is the MVP of cameos because I remember he did one in Thor of the Dark World too and Loki yeah. was switching around and then he's like I feel so
1: god great. bless America yeah <laughs> So funny, and just with the context of the movie, like you think it's Tom Hiddleston doing it because it just you're sucked into it, but just Chris Evans having fun, it's like, oh, wild.
0: He's incredible, he's He's one of the best parts about Marvel in general. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel his absence. It was him and Robert Downey Jr. mostly, yeah, not that's what made Civil
1: War so good, (gasps) yeah. Yeah, the now they're both gone. <laughs> what the fuck else do you have? I'm the only member of the Core Six are fucking Hulk and Hawkeye, and they don't ever talk to each other. Well, Thor, too, but he's taking a break from acting because of oh, yeah. reasons. Oh, yeah, I
0: heard about that. Forgot, but I heard about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't like, He'll Marvel's going to call him. He'll be like, yeah. I mean, you know, he's taking a break, but he's just probably taking a break from everything else.
0: Taking a break until a giant paycheck comes,
1: mm-hmm, all the money that they could've used to pay the writers same reason anyway. Hugh,
0: yeah, same reason Hugh Jackman keeps coming back
1: It's true. he's also like he was like, all right, Ryan, you've asked me to come back for fucking seven years. I guess I'll come back.
0: He only came back for Ryan Reynolds
1: <sighs> oh, I forgot to mention the first avenger doesn't have any cameos from the community cast. And the Winter Soldier does so. Well, that settles we'll take it.
0: That. You, w- you win. I <laughs> yeah. can't counter
1: that. The Russos love plugging in community cast members. Yeah, in their they movies. Do. They did Abed. I mean, Surely. Don Glover technically, but that's not Shirley. Um, oh, dean. who's the print? Who's the Dean? I think that's it.
0: Those are the oh, few I remember. remember.
1: I know that, um, Breda. She's James not Lucas. like physically in it, but I think she does a voice for something. She like provide her voice for something.
0: I don't know how they feel about putting Joel McHale in. Cause he was the sassy bank manager in Spider-Man Two.
1: That's what it, yeah, that was, the he other, was in yeah. a Marvel
0: movie. <laughs> mm. It was just one from 15 like, years ago. No
1: way, no way home was racking up. And I rewatched the Totally require movies. I was like, Oh, that was, was you. Is that Joel McHale? I love watching movies from like ten years ago and seeing like famous actors now and just being no names back then. And you're I, like, this it's, wasn't it's even fun a, to see.
0: Yeah, and you're like, this wasn't even a cameo role. This was just, this is just him playing and, a bank teller. He was a nobody yeah. back then.
1: And Aunt May like kicks Peter, and then he accident, she accidentally kicks the bank. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Alrighty, first well,
0: Avenger, Winter Soldier, both good.
1: Both are great movies. First Avenger, I think gets too much hate. Um, yeah, I a lot definitely. Of should not-
0: I don't understand why. Like, I think Winter Soldier is, uh, I'll say the, uh, in a similar vein, I'll say Winter Soldier is pretty rightly praised for the most part. I just don't mm-hmm. understand why First Avenger doesn't get more love. Yeah, I think Winter Soldier was like, maybe it spoke more to people at the time because it was more timely. Mm. Like I said, but. The action was better. Okay.
1: But, you know, like, I'm Bucky was think. great. Does Captain America have the best theme out of the MCU characters? I love the first Avenger I- theme. Yeah. I, don't, I can't really think
0: of his theme. From- Iron Man's
1: theme is ACDC. Just the whole, <laughs> like, this, yeah. just the whole catalog of their shit. Hulk doesn't have a theme.
0: The Avengers theme Black is probably... The Avengers team yeah. in general the is probably Avengers the best. Theme,
1: but just like character, what, eh,
0: whatever. Same composer though, actually. Alan's I just saw Alan Svestri did. Well, yeah. Alan nice. did the first Avengers score. That makes and, sense, actually. And the yeah. Avengers score. So,
1: and hey, you did the Captain America score. Could you do the entire Avengers? Uh,
0: can okay.
1: <laughs> hey, can you come back and do the entire <laughs> MCU? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh so, yeah, my my thing about The First Avenger, it's the film which set the template for the character in live action. It set up a great deal of story potential for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a great self contained hero's journey with compelling characters and setting and energy and a good abundance of old fashioned heroism. It's um it's my favorite film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe which I had absolutely no expectations for going in, but made Captain America one of my favorite characters in all of entertainment. So. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: First Avenger is amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: It's weird. My opinion of Captain America changed over time throughout every iteration he was in. I think he's been in, what, nine of the movies? If you put them all together. Something like that. And First Avenger, yeah, you saw him like kind of as the Boy Scout. But just as you got older, you start to understood morally that he was right pretty much all the time. You started to connect with his character a bit more. Um, And I especially felt that way during the Winter Soldier where all these corrupt people were trying to use him and trying to get him on his side. Where he's basically saying, I don't want any part of it. They try to take him out. Because of it. And he goes, No, I'm going to fight against the government because I fought for freedom back in World War 2 This right here is not freedom. It's still people trying to oppress and control. And I'm here to stop it because it's my movie. <laughs> but yeah, Captain America, great first two movies. Could have been a great trilogy, but you know, <laughs> Civil War was popular at the time. So the they politics made. Politics
0: got in the way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but hey.
1: Great two movies all around.
0: Well, we could wow. do this all day, but we should probably wrap up.
1: Nice. Um, you can find me at Ryan Walker official on YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram.
0: You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Thought Play Media. Also, check out the Close Up with Ryan and Joe Facebook page for latest updates on the show. If you listen to us in audio, check out our YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. We hope to see you on the next Close Up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time. Take care. Oh no is me throw on the shield at the camera.